What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Potter Podcast, where you will find knowledge, resources, and information on everything real estate related. We are happy to have you join us today. And without further ado, let's jump into our topic and discussion for today. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And today we are going to discuss what should you look for in a realtor and why that is important. So let's get into that right now. Hey guys, what's up uh, today? Welcome back to the podcast. And uh, I just wanted to um, go over a question that I've actually been getting asked quite a bit lately um, and a lot of things. And so um, basically uh, that question has been, uh, what what is it that you should look for in a realtor? Like what should you um, be kind of looking out for as far as what are some red flags? What are some things that they should do, what they shouldn't do? Um, all those kind of things. So I want to go down kind of my list and share with you guys um, what some of those things are and what I think are important and uh, what I think should be important to you. There's obviously going to be things that I'm going to leave out here because I could just go down the list of like a hundred things. Um, but I feel like I've picked out maybe seven or eight things here that I'm going to talk about um, that I think are going to be important as you think about whether buying a house, building a house, selling a house, whatever the case is, when you're being represented by uh, a realtor, these are some things that I think you need to think about. Um, So the first thing that I I really want to address and honestly is probably the most important thing um, is they look out for your best interest. Um, so what do I mean by that, right? Because so many things can be um, taken and perceived and, and interpreted uh, differently. And uh, so what I mean by that is they're going to look out for your best interest throughout that transaction. Um, and a lot of times this uh, doesn't necessarily always mean um, that it's going to be a good uh, necessarily scenario for you uh, per se, because if they're looking out for your best interest, that means that there's going to be times where they're going to have to have a difficult conversation with you um, as it pertains to the transaction as things are happening and going back and forth. Um, and they're not afraid to do those things. And so um, I am one of those people that I believe um, that if I'm looking out for your best interest, that means that I've got to deliver good news, but that also means that I got to deliver bad news. So if there's bad news, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to do anything along those lines. I'm going to say, hey, here's the deal. This is where we're at. This is what I would advise you to do. This is what I would recommend you to do. Um, Whatever the case is or situation, uh, I'm going to be looking out for your best interest as it pertains to uh, whether you are the buyer or the seller um, in that transaction. So um, there's a lot of things that come up uh, throughout the transaction that I don't think a lot of people um, are necessarily prepared for sometimes. And that's why you have a realtor to kind of hold your hand and walk you through that and advise you on what you should do. Now, the problem is, is if you get somebody uh, that isn't looking out for your best interest, right? So what do I mean by that? I'm going to actually go into uh, this on one of my, my things later, but I'll kind of tap into that a little bit now. Um, and that's when you've got a realtor, um, and we all know this, right? Like a lot of us hate going to buy, at least I do hate going to buy cars, um, because a lot of times uh, I start inve- I start talking to that person as I'm going to buy a car, and they're not really listening to what I want or any of those things, really, they're trying to sell me a car, right? And so there's there's times where I've literally walked away from a car salesman, and he's like, well, where, where are you going? I thought you wanted to test drive this thing. And I'm like, bro, 
you're not listening to me. So I'm going to go find somebody that does want to listen to me, right? Like we get fed up sometimes with that, that car salesman, uh, pitch thing. And, uh, we understand and we can see right away if they're in it to sell the car, or if they're in it for my best interest and in looking out for the needs and the wants that I have when purchasing that same thing with a house, right? So the first thing that I always like to do when I sit down with people is, you know, what are your needs? What are your wants? What are you looking for? Help me better understand how I can represent you and uh, look out for your best interests as we start this process, right? So it's important to find somebody that is not only understanding what you're looking for and what you want and what you're trying to do, but also is going to help you get there because they're looking out for uh, your best interest with that. And so that's what I mean when I talk about you want to find a realtor um, that is going to take care of you through that process from beginning to end. I don't know how many times I literally will sit and listen to people and I'll ask them about their previous experience with realtors. And they're like, it wasn't a very good experience. And I'll ask them why. And a lot of times it comes up where they say, you know, I got the phone call from them or I met with them right away at the beginning. They got our house under contract and then I never heard from them again. And I'm like, what do you mean? never heard from them again. You know, to me, that tells me that that person was not looking out for their best interest. They all only cared about the transaction and they didn't care about the client that they were representing. That's a horrible realtor. Um, that's a horrible salesperson in any case. Um, so again, you just have to be careful in who you get. Um, so again, that's one of the best questions that I think you can think about. And, uh, as you're interviewing or you're talking to other people or being recommended realtors to ask yourself the question, like, did they look out for your best interests when they used you, um, or when you use them? And if so, you know, that's obviously a nice referral to go with, but if not, you know, then maybe that's someone to stay away from. So number one, look out, make sure they're looking out for your best interests. Um, I think that's really important. Um, number two, educate you. Are they going to help you learn something through the home buying or home selling or home building process or investing process, right? Like if that realtor isn't educating you and helping you better understand the process, they're not doing a very good job. Um, and they're not doing their job to be quite frank. I want every single one of my clients when I'm taking them through the process to understand and learn something as we go. Sometimes that's learning something from the inspection. Sometimes that's learning something about the lending side of things when they're going through that home buying process there. Um, so again, it's just making sure that my clients are learning something along the way from the process, right? That's important. You're being educated. You're learning something as you go through that process. And I can tell you this, every single time that I'm working with clients, it doesn't matter if it's their first house or if it's their fifth or sixth house, they're always learning something with me. And that's important because I want to make sure that they're always being educated on what's going on in the current market, um, how it's going to benefit them if they're a buyer or seller, all those different things, they should be educated on that. And that is your job as a realtor to do that. Um, so if your realtor isn't doing that, fire them, hire me. I'm just joking. Um, but no, seriously, hire me. Um, and hire someone that is going to basically walk you through that process and hold your hand and teach you something along the way. That's what everyone wants. Um, number three, connect you to the right people. So this again is key because a lot of times when you're going through the process, you're going to end up or you're going to find out 
that there's a lot of people involved throughout the process, right? And so um, sometimes you're going to need an inspection done. Sometimes you're going to need to get connected to a lender. Sometimes you're going to need to get to connected to another um, professional like contractor or something like that because of repairs that need to be done. Like, is your realtor connected um, to the right people? So a lot of realtors, yes, they have those connections, but are they guys that walk in integrity that are going to tell you the right thing that aren't going to take advantage of you, right? Like those are the type of people that you're going to want to be doing business with. And so again, is your realtor the type of person that kind of fits that category and that group of people, right? How can you tell that? Well, you can go one, we live in 2020, right? So you can go on the internet and you can look at um, reviews. You can look at what other people have said about them. You can go to their social media profiles and see who they're connected with, see what other people are saying about them. Um, again, do your research and find out like, do I feel like this person is connected to the right people? How many people are following them? How many people are engaging with them? Are they connected in their community? Are they doing other things outside of just that industry that they're involved in, right? Like that'll tell you a lot about a person. So I think that's very important. Number four, um, they won't force anything. And this kind of goes back to looking out for your best interests. But one of my mentors along the way, shout out JD Herb, and he is one of the guys that mentored me through this as I was first getting into real estate, you know, six years ago, um, was Ryan, never force anything. And what he meant by that is nothing ever turns out great in the end when you force something. So if there's something that's not working out throughout the transaction, or there's something that comes up on the inspection that you know the buyer should walk away from or something like that, like that's how you know and how you can test yourself uh, when you ask a realtor this question, say, have you ever advised someone to walk away from a property? If they say no, there's probably a good chance that one, they're new in the business, and they probably don't know a whole lot and they're not experienced Two, or they're always looking out for their best interest and trying to close deals. And it's all about the transactions for them. And it's not about looking out for um, the other person. And so what they try to do is force things to happening, right? Like, oh, well, no, let's not walk away. Let's just, let's just keep moving forward. Let's keep doing this. And it's like, no, we probably should have walked away from that. Um, so again, it goes back to looking out for your best interest, but also understanding that like, they're not trying to force anything. Um, and you'll feel that as you're going through that transaction. Um, so again, you don't ever want to work with someone that, you know, is going to try to force something to work with. If you feel that as you're meeting with them, or you feel that as you're going to look out at houses and they're trying to force you into writing a deal or anything like that, like don't listen to that person because they're in it for the transaction. Um, another thing to, to maybe ask yourself, um, and this is one thing that I do with my clients and I advise them to do, especially as I'm working with buyers. Um, so here's a great example of not forcing anything, right? Like I will have a lot of times my buyers as we've been out looking for maybe five, six, seven, eight houses, um, 12 houses, you know, they're getting, they're getting tired. They're getting weary. Maybe we've written up on a couple that they haven't got, but I always tell them this. I say, I never want you to write up on a property that you're trying to talk yourself into. What does that mean? Well, like there's a lot of times where I think when there's a low inventory too, and when buyers just want to get into a house, a lot of times they're like, well, you know, I could maybe make this work. If I, if I just moved this wall or if I just did this, or, you know, if the basement were a little bit bigger, it's not quite what I'm asking for, or the backyard isn't quite what I want. Like, 
those are the types of things that then you go back to that person and you say, listen, it sounds like you're not in love with the property. And if you're not in love with the property, I don't want you to ride up on it. That's not forcing anything. That's looking out for their best interest and that's saying, hey, what we should be doing here is we should be finding you something that you're going to fall in love with and that you love. And that's when we move forward, right? I'm not going to force you into riding up on something where later on you're going to see something else that comes on the market and then regret writing up on this one because you think that one's better, which by the way, happens a lot. It's just like cars. I always share this story too, um, is the fact that, you know, if you don't get a house, it's just like the one, the one time you went to the dealership and you didn't get the car that you wanted, right? Like you kind of get sad, you get depressed a little bit, but then after a couple of days you realize, Oh, there's a lot more houses out there for me and a lot more to choose from. Right? So again, in that same situation, like if you're not in love with it, don't write up on it. And if you're feeling the pressure from your realtor to like write up on it and be like, well, let's just try it. Let's make this work. Like, no, don't make that work. Don't fall into that trap. Make sure that your realtor again wants you to fall in love with that property and is looking out for your best interest and not theirs. Okay. Number five, reputable. What do other agents and past clients think of them? You know, like that's another um, important thing to think about. And again, we live in 2020, go on their website, look at reviews, go on their social media, see what people are saying about them, see how they're engaging with other people. Like look at how their reputation is. Like, are they someone that is reputable and that looks like they're trustworthy, that do things with integrity? Or are they someone that may not be looking out again for your best interest, but looking to just get another transaction out of it, right? Talk to other people, do some research. It's important to know that you're working with someone that other agents, you know, some people don't think about this a lot, but like there are agents that are on the crappy list, honestly, in, in my, in my realm of things. And like, I hate to admit it, but like there are agents that I don't necessarily want to do another deal with because quite frankly, they were jerks throughout the process. They were hard to work with. It wasn't smooth. It, they made it way more difficult than it needed to be. And those people I tend to put up on the crappy list and say, Hey, if they ever inquire about a property of mine or we're in a multiple offer situation or we're like, I'm going to advise my clients like, Hey, this may be the best offer, but it may not go as smooth working with this person. Like it's important to advise them about that, but also know that like, Hey, this person's reputation isn't always the greatest either. I just want to throw that out there and let you know about it. Cause that's important for you to know as a buyer or a seller, right? Like that's important. Um, so reputation is huge. Do they walk in integrity, right? Like, do they do the things that you would want them to do, or you would want your realtor to do for you as you go through that transaction? Um, number six. Okay. I've got two more here and then I'll finish up. But number six, um, good communicator, right? Like, are they a person that is a good communicator throughout the process? And what I mean by that is not just as you're going through uh, the process of writing up on a transaction or doing something like that, but are they a good communicator through that whole transaction, right? From beginning to end, from the time that you reached out to them and you asked them for coffee and wanted to sit down and go over details to the time that they actually closed and even after the close, right? Like I tell people all the time as we're sitting at the closing table, I'm like, hey, I hope this was a fun experience for you. I hope you learned something. I hope you felt like everything was communicated to you smoothly and properly and on time. But more importantly, I hope that you felt the value of using me as your realtor through that transaction. But then I say, 
you won't know what my true value is until after the closing today. And what I mean by that is there's going to be times that you're going to need someone after you move into that house, whether that's a plumber, an electrician, a contractor, a concrete guy, uh, an arbonet, like all these different people, right? And if that person's connected to those people and they have that reputation and that resource to be that resource for you, like that's important. And you're going to find that out through that. And you're going to find out that, hey, this person still wants to communicate with me one year after we bought our house, two years after we bought it. He actually cares about us and our family and wasn't in it just for a transaction. That's how you're going to know if you have a realtor that's a good communicator throughout the process and why that's important. And then number seven, here's the last one. Number seven, um, make the process fun. The process should be fun. I know a lot of people will say that buying a house is stressful. I try to remove that stress. I try to make it fun um, because it is. It's one of the biggest assets that you're going to buy as you are purchasing something in your lifetime. Like it's probably going to be the biggest asset. So as you're purchasing that big asset, right? Like why not make it fun throughout the process? Now I didn't say that it's not going to be professional, right? I said, it's going to be fun. So as we go along the lines of walking through the transactions and doing these things, like I want that to be a fun experience for you. I also want you to know that things are going to be done from a professional perspective and that you're going to be taken care of on that type of level um, because that's what you get with us. But I also want my people to go through that process and say, man, it wasn't as stressful as I thought it would be. Or man, this really was pretty fun to like go through this process. I can't wait to do it again. I learned so much, right? Like those are the things that I want clients to say about their experience as they're buying or selling a house or building a house or investing in a house, right? Like I hope that they go through that process and at the end of the day say, this was so much fun with you. I can't wait to do it again. And that's a lot of times what we hear from our clients at the closing table is like, we can't wait to do the next one, you know? And that's what I like to hear because that's what fuels me um, to continue to be um, the better realtor and to give that better experience throughout that process. So those are like seven things um, that I think are, are valuable. Obviously, I could make this list go on and on, and I'm interested to hear what you guys think and comment below as you're watching on Facebook Live and different things like that. And if you're listening to this podcast, feel free to comment um, and provide some feedback as well. You know where to find us on social media and things like that. So with that being said, you guys, I just wanted to get that list out there. I wanted you guys to know these are the things that we value. Um, these are the things that I value as a realtor and what I think you should be thinking about um, as you are out there possibly maybe thinking in the next year or two of buying or purchasing or selling a house. Um, and also, if you're thinking about investing or you're thinking about building, like I want you to start thinking about some of these things um, and not just go out there and go off of based off of what somebody else has told you um, or somebody else that has recommended someone to you, like do your research, find out if that's going to be a good fit for you. Um, I always tell people a good start with this process is go to coffee, uh, with one of those realtors and just, uh, sit down, have a conversation with them. And you can usually tell after leaving, uh, that conversation, if they're going to be a good fit for you and if they're going to represent you and look out for your best interests. So, um, I hope you've enjoyed that. You know, guys, I'd be interested to hear what you guys' thoughts are and what your experiences are and what they have been. Um, hopefully they've been good experiences and, um, hopefully we can hear some feedback from you guys on that as well. But thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, hope you have a good night. Hope you're staying safe and, uh, we will talk to you on the next one. Have a good one.
As always, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Potter Podcast. To learn more about how you can connect with me, check out my website, potterpodcast.com. And there you can connect with me on my social media platforms. Until next time, stay hungry, work hard, dream big, and always stay humble. Talk to you soon.